Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas and as always, Primetime brought to you by our friends over at freemanhondive.com. You can check that out. Uh, the right of the wick. We will talk more about it later tonight. It's a 2022 Kona spoiler alert. So what is up, everyone? Make sure you hit the like button. We have a lot to talk about. Improvement index, a coaching, hiring by the Dallas Cowboys. And at the end of the show, I will announce... A cool interview that we have lined up here on primetime cowboy player and i will talk more about it uh, later in the show some of you maybe can already kind of figure out who the guest will be sitting up here on primetime not tonight though uh next week monday night we will have a special interview uh monday night what is up everyone gilbert rodriguez what is up watching uh all right so Favorite Cowboy of all time. Different answers right now in the chat. Uh, Jason Wittens is toxic, 915. Bob Lilly says Charlie and Evans. Uh, Tina says Micah the game changer, but then he asked of all time, and he kind of hesitated, and here's his true answer, uh, Emmett Smith. Charles Haley for Gregory. I will tell you what, for a long time it's been Jason Witten. But I do believe that once we get towards the end of Dak Prescott's career, or maybe even the middle of it, I will say uh, Dak Prescott. Because here's the thing. I'm 22 years old. I have been watching the Cowboys all my life. But I didn't get to watch some of those great ones that you have been mentioning in the chat. Like uh, Charles Haley, uh, Troy Aikman, all of that. So to me, it's Jason Witten. And I, I, I was always big on Tony Romo, but here's the reason why I believe is it's Jason Winnen. I think that one of the most impactful memories that I have as a Cowboys fan, well, as a Cowboys watcher, but through my whole life, um, is watching Jason Winnen's helmet fall off versus the Philadelphia Eagles and just him Keeping on, keeping on, right? And that's one of the most impactful moments. And I think that's one play that really made me into a casual fan, turned me into a diehard, passionate about football all around. So I will say Jason Witten for now, but I believe that Dak Prescott could overtake that spot in so sometime in the future, right? But anyways, let's get to the topic at hand. Guys, PFF, Pro Football Focus, put out... A improvement index in the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys rank not very favorable in it but it's interesting to look at it uh, so the first question of it all once I show you the graphic is what loss do you think affected the Cowboys the most Cooper Collins or other what would be your initial reaction what loss do you believe affected the Cowboys the most? And I will give you my answer. I will talk about your answers and I will show you the index right after uh, I 
talk to you about our friends over at freemanhondai.com. Let me know your answers in the meantime, and I will talk to you about freemanhondai.com. The ride of the week is the 2022 Hyundai Kona. It's got 30 slash 35 miles per gallon capacity. It's got a backup camera, Apple CarPlay, which is a huge game changer, Android Auto, and it comes in at an affordable price of $23,990. Freeman Honda, a family-owned business for over 65 years, great customer service, and you can check out their selection of vehicles over at FreemanHonda.com. Check out the 360-degree view of the vehicles that you want to check out. I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Now, let's see some of your answers. The laws that affected the Cowboys the most. You can, you can, I, you know, offered Cooper and Collins as two of the most impactful losses, but you can say other for sure david lawrence goes with cooper toxic 915 says cooper by far chalk however says cooper and gregory gregory also mentioned randy gregory the same for griff uh cooper francisco science over at facebook goes with collins but the majority answer so far is amari cooper d block at youtube also saying that uh, Joey Bella with a different answer, but he says Simon Smith not being reliable for 13 games. I will tell you what, my answer definitely is Amari Cooper. And you guys know this, I, I like Lyle Collins a lot, and I think it's a huge mistake to let him go. But Amari Cooper was the receiver that allowed you to dictate coverages and really just everything went after Amari Cooper, right? even though the Cowboys did not use it that way throughout the end, especially of 2021. But I think the uncertainty of who's going to be your true number one wide receiver on the Cowboys next year, that's what's affecting them the most. And I would guess, and PFF didn't actually post this, I'm, I'm intrigued as to if I'm right or not, that in, in the index that I'm about to show you, is the Cooper loss the one that would be the correct answer according to PFF's measurements. Because I will show you the graphic right now. This is the NFL Offseason Improvement Index. And as you can see, the Dallas Cowboys rank all the way down. Um, the only behind them are the Green Bay Packers, the New England Patriots, Bears, Falcons, and the Seahawks, obviously, because they lost quarterback Russell Wilson. But this graph is measured, this index is measured by wins above replacement based on off-season roster moves. So they assign win above replacement numbers to each and every single player. And you can see there that the Cowboys are, what is it? Is that uh, 27th in the NFL? The Seattle Seahawks are 32nd. Then you have the Falcons at 31st. 30th, uh, the Chicago Bears. 29th, the Patriots. 28th, the Packers. And then 27th, the Dallas Cowboys. And it's crazy, maybe, that they're so low because you're talking about, okay, the Packers lost Devontae Adams. The Falcons obviously lost Matt Ryan, and the Seattle Seahawks ended up losing uh, Russell Wilson. The Patriots, the Packers, and the Cowboys are some of the worst teams in this index, even though they will have the same quarterbacks. And I was a little bit surprised by that actually and now that i think about it this is true march 22nd so maybe the chiefs 
could be lower after losing Tyreek Hill, I would imagine. But the Cowboys, according to PFF's rankings, not really in a good spot after losing a starting right tackle, starting wide receiver, and starting edge rusher. Gallup and Washington says Joey Bella, boat number 13, our fire. Oh, I would love to see James Washington use his old college football number. And I know some people would absolutely hate having a wide receiver wearing number 28. But I would low-key enjoy that a lot. Francisco says, I like Coop, but he would disappear at times. And if you're paying a guy money, uh, he needs to produce like that guy. Although I agree with Francisco on the most part, the thing is wide receiver, I cannot remember who called it this, but someone called wide receiver the other day on a show an opportunity position, right? Like Cooper's numbers might not be super high, but that's because you're not throwing the ball his way also. And I think that what affected Cooper's productivity the most was the game planning, the, the play calling too, the play design and all of that, the fact that you were not sitting down to figure out how you are going to get Amari Cooper the ball. The way the Packers did with Devontae Adams, the way the Chiefs did with Tyreek Hill, ironically enough, both receivers out of the respective teams as well this offseason. But I think that's one of the, the, major, the major reason behind Amari Cooper's decline in production. But I understand the frustration out of Cooper not being that productive for the Cowboys. He disappeared, says Tino Santiago, over at Facebook, at YouTube because he was not featured. He cannot throw himself the ball. And even, and hey, you guys know this, I'm big on Dak Prescott, and I think that he's still the guy for the Dallas Cowboys, and he should still be the guy. But I, I think it's fair to also place some of the blame on Dak Prescott. Because at the end of the day, he's the one that throws the football. The biggest problem was game planning and not doing a better effort in getting him involved. But, but I think like, that Cooper was not really the problem. But hey, at least the Cowboys have CeeDee Lamb. They have Michael Gallup. They should have a good number three wide receiver. And I believe that James Washington was low-key a home run for the Cowboys. And we had an entire show about it. But still, maybe not the same without Amari Cooper. But anyways, before we move on to some other Cowboys news, wanted to put something up to debate. Because if you can see here in the, in the improvement index, maybe not that surprising, but the Broncos clearly lead the way after adding quarterback Russell Wilson. And I just wanted to pose this question out there in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. Kind of a quick look around the NFL. Do you agree or disagree with the Denver Broncos being the most improved team around the NFL? And it's very clear that wins above replacement is very clearly a quarterback stat, right? Only measures, okay, Burner Account says, does this graph only measure the players? Yes, it does. But for your answer, you can also include coaches and that would be fair. But you can see that the Broncos are at the top of the league because of Russell Wilson. They added the quarterback. The Colts added 
Matt Ryan, so they're up there as well. The Cleveland Browns, surprisingly, not that high. Even after adding, you know, Deshaun Watson, I thought that was crazy. Surprisingly, you had the Raiders up there. And, of course, they added Devontae Adams. But think about that, how much of an impact Devontae Adams make, made. Uh, Joel Wilson, interesting answer. He says the Broncos and the Chargers. Dallas Young also went with the Chargers. So we have some disagreements with PFF here. Uh, the Chargers did a good job building. And also, they made some key re-signs, most notably, you know, uh, Mike Williams. But they also added solid players, especially on defense. We were surprised by that. We didn't think that they were going to add a lot of talent for their defensive front, but they did. Francisco says, absolutely, Russell Wilson is the key. Yeah, I would agree with PFF, by the way. That would be my answer. I agree with the Broncos leading the way as the most improved team. And also, here's the thing. They were low-key already a very good team. You know how when Tampa Bay brought in Tom Brady, and don't worry, hold your horses, I'm not comparing Russell Wilson with Tom Brady at all. That's not the intention here. That would be stupid from me. But what I'm trying to get at is when Tom Brady joined the box in 2020, we kind of looked on hindsight and we said, oh, the box already had a pretty decent team put together for Tom Brady to lead. And that was completely true. And I think that we might get some sort of a, of a similar feeling with the Broncos in 2022, that we look back on it and we say, you know what, the Broncos already had a pretty decent, well-built roster. And the thing that I like about Russell Wilson in Denver is that I was one of those that wanted the Seahawks to let Russell Wilson cook, yet they insisted on running the football. I think that will not change in Denver, but the difference will be that Denver has a good offensive line. They had some good running backs. I expect them to be efficient when running the football. So even if they don't let Russell Wilson cook, he will have better results just because there is a running game for him to lean on, even though it would be even more efficient if they find a way to just live and die by Russell Wilson, right? Fernando says the Chargers are building, are building a championship team this offseason, and you can kind of see it reflected there in the wins about replacement rankings. Now, good comment by Joel Wilson. He says, what about the Dolphins? I, can, I cannot find them in the graph right now. Oh, there they are. They're close to the average, right? So you have the Eagles basically at zero from what I can see. And then on top of them, you can see the Dolphins. But key note, this is from March. This is through March the 22nd. And just yesterday, which was the 23rd, you had the Dolphins trading for Tyreek Hill. And they added Teron Armstead. They added Connor Williams. And I know we're not big fans of Connor Williams, but, he, but he's still a starting offensive guard in the NFL. And the Cowboys right now, the roster would be better if Connor Williams was on it at the end of the day. I know that we're expecting the Cowboys to address the position, maybe even in the first round of the NFL draft. But right now, March the 24th, 
Thursday night. The Dolphins have a better left guard than the Cowboys do. So I think they could also be a possibility. Let's see some of your other answers. Uh, getting Mac was huge for the Chargers. Yeah, that help in the, in the front seven, that was insane. And we were kind of expecting them to, to build on the defensive backfield, but they decided to go get uh, Khalil Mack. Tito Rodriguez, shout out. He says Broncos. And I can see from here that he actually has a Broncos jersey. So that, that makes sense. Shout out to Tito. Uh, let's see. Tino Santiago says, hey, if Burks and Alave are there at 24, do you take a wide receiver or go Johnson, the center? Forgot his name. Sion Johnson is and uh, or Kenyon Green. It will come down to who's the best player available on the Cowboys board. Me, personally, I would like uh, getting a wide receiver. But as I said before on the show, if I had to bet, I would bet that the Cowboys are taking that offensive guard with the 24th overall pick. Now, speaking of Cowboys offense, about the Cowboys offense, moving on to the next topic here. The Cowboys added a coach, and it's on a unique role. It's kind of a weird role to actually uh, explain, right? Because we don't know what his role will be specifically. He was a passing game coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2021, and we're talking about Brian Schottenheimer, son of NFL coaching standout Marty Schottenheimer, who gave Mike McCarthy his first NFL job and he will fill the role of football analyst. And maybe we don't know exactly what that looks like, but it sounds like he will be helping out the Cowboys with game planning, sort of like Ben Macri did last year for the Cowboys. But now Ben is gone because he, is, he was named the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. And now... Dallas brings in Schottenheimer. Now, I will tell you what. I will be fully transparent here. I don't know how much this impacts the Dallas Cowboys. The question for you guys actually is, is Brian Schottenheimer's signing something or nothing in terms of the Cowboys' outlook for 2022? And before I give you my answer, and while you give me mine, one of the minds that I respect the most when it comes to football and when it comes specifically to X's and O's and how the game of football actually works and plays out in the gridiron is Chris Brown. Chris Brown is the author of The Art of Smart Football and I think The Science of Smart Football. No, The Essential Smart Football. Great books. If you're into football, you want to learn more about X's and O's, these are must-read, by the way. He tweeted out, he tweeted out, hiring Brian Schottenheimer for this role is like hiring Darren Robble to read and summarize the complete collected works of Shakespeare. <laughs> so not an ideal, uh, not an ideal, you know, compliment by Chris Brown or statement by Chris Brown. Then Roger Sherman professional internet man at The Ringer tweeted some stats out that also are not promising. Looking at Schottenheimer's career in the NFL. In 2021, 
He was passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Jaguars. That was a 32nd offense for in the NFL. He was from 2018 to 20 with the Seattle Seahawks. He did not let Ross cook. And I didn't prepare the graphic, but this is from his tweet. You can find it at, at Roger. That's actually a great Twitter handle. Wow. At Roger. That is, that is his Twitter handle. No numbers, not, no anything. No underscore. Anyways, back to the point. He was with the Colts. 30th offense in 2017, 85th in offense when he was in Georgia, 85th got Mark Rick fired. So you, you look at all of his offenses in which he has worked with and they rank poorly in the NFL. I would lean towards this being nothing. Obviously it is something, but I would lean towards nothing because it doesn't change what I expect from the Cowboys a lot be it positively or negatively, really does not change for me. If he can help Kellen Moore find an offensive identity, maybe that works out. We've talked about this, the fact that the Cowboys maybe lack that identity on offense, something that they can rely on when things are adverse. But I'm not sure that this is that big of a deal for the Dallas Cowboys. And it's impossible really to know how much he will impact game planning for real. How much of a voice will he have in Dallas when the coaching meetings are taking place? How much will his ideas be considered and all of that? That's difficult to evaluate from the outside. But if there is something positive out of this move, is that the Cowboys at the end of the day are bringing in a new perspective and maybe that's what the Cowboys need for an offense that kind of went sour in the second half of the season after making a statement that they were one of the best in the first half of it. They went from being one of the league's best to one of the league's worst, below average in the second half of the year. Uh, Burner account says, Mo, so you want to help Kellen Moore and bring in this putts. Lord, this is a TV show, not a football team. So Burner account, not happy. The only reason he gets hired is because of his name. And listen, I think that's fair. That's fair to assume right now. Uh, and of course, you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But we've talked about McCarthy bringing in his guys before. And we've seen examples of it not working. Mike Nolan, say no more, right? So I think that at least it is fair to kind of question is if, the, if this is, as Rita says, good old boy network, right? I think it's fair for us to assume uh, or at least to question, right? To, to, to know that it's a possibility. Uh, let's see. Dexter Williams says, can you tell us where we rank at as a new coach? This is Dexter Williams. I don't know if that, uh, like where the Cowboys rank because of their head coaches or, or their coaches. I don't know. That That's a good question, but I don't know if I understood that one correctly. So I will hold on for that one. Why bring in another coach? Says Francisco. To me, it's too many Chiefs. Oh, no, I'm not going to finish reading that one. But uh, let's see. McAdoo had an impact last year. Do with that what you will, says Bruce got the use. But what kind of impact? What kind of impact, right? Anyways, 
the data is not very positive for these higher and some of the people let's call them in the know like chris brown are not excited about it but anyways guys before we get out of here before we leave this thursday night to enjoy the weekend here on prime time let me talk to you about who's joining the show next week we are getting a dallas cowboy on prime time on the prime time show so smash the like button for that it's safety israel mukwamu second year player six round draft pick of the dallas cowboys in 2021 reached out to him uh, he accepted an interview for prime time we're excited about it of course mukwamu had a great preseason he was a important player for the cowboys special teams and he's going to be joining us to talk a little bit about his first year in the league and hey it's going to be fun having easy mukwamu here on the show and talk about his experience so far with the cowboys with al harris dan queen all of that so looking forward to that uh that would be monday night that's the plan right now i will let you know if anything changes uh, this is an nfl player guys so you might be busy if something comes up i will let you know but for now easy mukwamu will be joining the, the, the prime time show on monday night samuel rose says is it a new casey hey he might be fighting for an important role in 2022 drafted by the cowboys the versatile defensive back out of south carolina and now mukwamu uh is working as a safety for the dallas cowboys so that will be exciting make sure that you tune in and i will see you all next sunday night uh it will be fun guys so before we go however just reminding you to to check out adcsports.com dallas and also as always prime 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 time excuse me brought to you by our friends over at freemanhonda.com check out the new 2022 kona over at their site and hey check out the features over there now before we leave some of some of your comments uh thank you to joy thank you to charlie and evans thank you to joel wilson make sure that you hit the like button share the show dallas young says let's go mukwamu is my pet cat on the team he's got potential he really does man and he stayed with the cowboys uh made the roster and all of that so excited excited for his second year and we'll talk to him before before it happens so anyways guys thank you leave me like and i will see you sunday night thank you